Hey everybody, welcome to Momentum, encouraging women who follow Jesus because your leadership and influence matter. This is Lauren Carreras, and we're here today talking with Denise Harlow, my mom, about guarding our hearts. Um, we're doing a, a four-part series, and last week we talked about guilt, um, and this time we are focusing in on anger. Yeah, this is from Andy Stanley's book, Enemies of the Heart, and he talks about four areas of the heart that can really bring us down in our Christian life if we don't watch out for them. And uh, guilt only hits a whole a few people in their life uh, or certain personalities more so. But this topic pretty much can hit everybody, and that's really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we talked about how guilt was this idea that... Um, I owe you something and I have to make up for that. Mm -hmm. Um, So what is anger? Anger is you owe me. Um, Anger is really an interesting thing um, because it's a result. um, Andy Stanley talks about how it's a result of not getting something we want. And at first that sounds, wait, what a, wait a minute. I mean, if you've been uh, abused or you've been hurt or you've been wronged in some way, how is that a result of not getting something we want? And so you kind of have to hear us out on this a little bit and hear him out on this. It it, it might even be something um, that we deserve. We, we aren't getting something like a whole family unit if a parent if parents divorced, we're not, Mm -hmm. um, we're not getting our innocence. We lost our innocence. If, if you were raped or something or molested as a child, uh, your marriage went bad. So you're not getting that first marriage like you wanted or your reputation or a position you, you held or even good health or, a trusting, healthy relationship. I mean, if we stop and think about it, it's not getting something we want. These were things we really wanted in our life. Right, and these aren't, it's not bad that we wanted those things at all. Oh, it's no, just, not at all. Yeah, yeah. These are good things. These are things we actually should want. Um, and you might be so justified in your anger, mm-hmm. too. That's the other thing we really want to sure. stress. Most people are so justified in their anger. Um, They were just hurt. An angry person is a hurt person. Um, Something's been taken from them. So uh, that's where where we get um, you owe me. Some examples like might be, I've worked hard for you. You owe me a raise. Yeah, you owe me my my childhood you owe me my family you owe me the best years of my life back you owe me affection yeah 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 those those are are things that somebody's taken from us and we feel like they owe us that and we are angry I mean it it's a very like we said you're justified in that anger um something's owed to you and you have now established this debt-to-debtor relationship. So if it is somebody you're around, you're just angry because they owe you. And um, that is 
just how you feel when you're with them. Um, so we're not, we want really, really, really want to stress. We're not condemning you for being angry. No, not at because, all. Again, right. Most of you have great reasons to be angry. Um, and we, and we often think, you know, that the remedy for being angry about this situation is payback. I mean, that's usually how we settle debts in life, right? That's so true. Even if you aren't consciously playing that out in your mind, you think there's some kind of way that that person should make it right or those people could make it right and should make it right. That that idea of payback, yeah. Yeah, because we are people that love fairness. Um, We want, yeah, yes, we want justice. We want uh people to pay us what they owe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So it it it's really um, how we feel. We want payback, but most of the times, and it's kind of ironic, but you can never be repaid for what's been taken from you. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it's not even just ironic. It's so tragic. You can never get your childhood back or your innocence back or um, the ugly words. You might get an apology, but, you know, those ugly words were still said and they still hurt you. Mm. So um, it's, it's, it's really kind of tragic Um, if you think about it, I mean, we often spend so much time though, waiting or hoping for that payback to come around that they'll, they will make it up. But when we really think about it, it yeah, those debts are things that really cannot be repaid. Yes. And, and sometimes the person who hurt you is even passed on. And so they're not even around anymore, but you're still hurt and angry about that situation. So what does that anger um, do? What does it do to us? Well, it's, I mean, I think if we all think about somebody we know who is an angry person, we can kind of imagine what's, what's happened to them. But that anger just remains in you and it festers and it intensifies because you dwell on it so much in your life and it just spreads and and sometimes it's to the point where you're angry at everybody you're just bitter and angry and and you feel like everybody owes you because their life is better and your life sucks and and you just feel like everybody owes you and you've Mm. just turned into this angry bitter person I mean have you ever met an angry person I know. I think, I think we have people who come to mind, yeah. and then we can think back to stages or seasons or moments where we were those people. And yes, that's how true consuming too. it becomes. The anger just consumes you. It really, there's no room for love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, or faithfulness, or gentleness, or self control. There's no room for the, for God to, you know be shining his light in you or through you because that Mm -hmm. anger really really is all-consuming it it really is and and you can become if you let yourself you can become this bitter person live your whole life with this personality and um 
But the cool thing is we do not have to let the past control our futures. Um, I mean, just the first step is just deciding, okay, I can be free. This is not a personality flaw. You know, so, so many times we make excuses in life for our downfalls instead of working to change them. We've talked about that in the past. But you can decide that you can be free of this mm-hmm. bitterness and this anger. Because what could happen otherwise is you're just going to continue using your story as an excuse. Um, so you have to decide you can be free, and then you quit using your story, which is probably a very justified story, you know, very justified. Most of us, when we hear it, we're like, oh, oh, yeah, and we actually get on your side and on your on, on your uh, bandwagon and just fuel the anger, probably, because it explains, you know, it explains your behavior. Yeah, and this step is... That I mean, deciding you can't be free. Oh, I mean, that's that's so much harder than you know it sounds. It's yes, it it's is. really making a choice to begin the process of letting go of what someone has done to you. And sometimes it feels wrong. <laughs> it feels like we should hold on to this. Yeah. Um, well, we've lived with it so long, or it's become our crutch in life. Uh, and we've allowed it deserve us to let go or you know just all those lies about you know what 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 would forgiving what would moving on actually do yeah Um, I mean actually we're we're not hurting them when we hang on to the anger that's that's the reality we're mm -hmm. giving this ongoing power to the people who hurt us and I just want to point out that this is a this is a huge step. So, um, you, I don't think you 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 can do it alone. Perhaps, maybe, um, but you shouldn't. And whether it's um, a a counselor who can help you get there, um, yeah. a Christian counselor, by the way, yeah, um, or uh, you know. A, a loved one, someone who you trust, really, it's important to have people processing this with you and helping both hold you accountable, but also help you feel like you can do this. Yeah, that's a great point. And the reason I pointed out Christian counselor, because um, honestly, the counselors that are uh, secular, they they aren't going to support forgiveness. And they aren't going to support uh, your spiritual life and understand the Holy Spirit and all that. So that's the only reason I brought that up. Um, I don't agree with that. <laughs> oh, you don't? I think that that, no, I think that they they want wholeness. And so they'll at least get you to the next step. So if that's the only counselor you trust at the moment, it's still worth it. They'll still get you towards forgiveness you probably need a strong Christian in your life but um I think it might depend on the counselor too um we've heard of some really not so great great ones and and actually there's not there's some Christian counselors that maybe aren't even that great at this step um might help you use it as an excuse but definitely find somebody who will help you 
quit using your story as an excuse for your behavior, your demeanor, and, uh, and try to move on and somebody who will help you move on. Um, so, so you really going to have to ask yourself, you know, am I going to continue to give power to the person who hurt me? Or, you know, I, why, why would I do that? So anger might make you feel powerful, but other people in your life that actually love you, they really see it as a weakness and mm-hmm. see how it's hurting you in the long run. Right. So the, so the, so all this to say the the real remedy for anger is forgiveness. Yes. Uh, that, that is the only cure, the only remedy. Um, Ephesians 4.31 says, get rid of all, not just some, all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ, God forgave you. And, and, and it's I've heard this get rid of used in this way. Like, have you ever walked through a spider web that you didn't see? And, oh, it's so gross. I mean, it just freaks me out. And I'm like <laughs> waving my arms and trying to get it off me and away from me. And, all you know, I'm, that is the extreme we should be using. Just really want it re- to be rid of this rage and anger and bitterness. So Mm. um, just get rid of it. So there is actually a great parable that most of you out there know in the Bible in Matthew 18 um, that talks about the the wicked servant and how he owed the king money and the king was going to throw him in in jail. And then... um, he begged the king, please, please, please don't, don't throw me in jail. And, and, and he actually forgives his debt. And then he goes out and he sees somebody else who's forgiven him or goes out and sees somebody who's, who owes him and not even near the amount that he had owed. And yet he um, won't forgive this person. And then the king hears about it and, um, Okay, yeah, I really want to read these verses about how that original master, what he said (laughs) to this servant. It's verse 32. It says, Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just just as I had on you? And in anger his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed this is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart and that is just this killer um, illustration about how much God wants us to forgive because he has forgiven us everything by Jesus going to the cross. So when I think of times I am really 
mad or sad and, and angry at other people, I mean, I have to get perspective from the cross and how much Jesus has forgiven me. That's the reason we need to forgive is because we've been forgiven. And I am preaching to myself, girls, because uh, I, I struggle with the pain that keeps coming back to me and coming back to me. And it, and I forgive and I forgive. And, and of course, feelings. <laughs> feelings make us feel like, oh, well, maybe I haven't forgiven them or... Uh, it's still here. I, I didn't accomplish anything. But I really liked how Andy Stanley said, even though we feel or feel like we haven't forgiven because it's just contrary to our sense of justice and fairness, we need to just keep telling ourselves over and over, we have canceled this debt. We've canceled. Mm-hmm. We've forgiven them. We have to keep telling ourselves this truth, even though our feelings don't always correspond with that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He really gives some great, great, uh, he calls them phases of to, to complete the cycle of forgiveness. And um, well, the first one's pretty obvious, but identify who you're angry with. Because sometimes you just want to blame Everyone, you know, a group. Yeah, or everyone. And you do need to just stop and identify who you are angry Mm -hmm. with. Yeah, sometimes you're, you know, taking it out on your husband, but maybe it was your, this relationship that really is the one you're angry with. So identify who Mm -hmm. you're angry with. Yeah, and this can be a really painful step because some people say, well, I put that behind me years ago. Yeah, but did you really forgive? So it can be really uh, a painful step for some people, depending on what they have in their life. So then after that step, you determine what that person owes you. You have to be very specific um, because you can't cancel a debt you haven't really clearly identified. It might be they owe me my childhood. They owe me my innocence. They owe me, you know, I, my list was so long when I sat and thought about things I actually felt like were, were stolen from me that they owed me. So it's very healthy to go through and identify all those things that they owe you. So then your next step is the hardest, and that would be, cancel the debt. You have to actually use your mind and your will and decide the offending party doesn't owe you anything anymore. And you have to depend on on Christ to help you and say, you know, Christ, just as you canceled my debt at Calvary, okay, I'm going to cancel the debt of this person. And uh, it's like we said, we're not... we're. We're saying it in just a few minutes, but it it can take longer for people to really pray through it and really uh, say to God everything that they are canceling. But I love the wording of that. It doesn't mean that they didn't do it, but you're canceling the debt. And I, 
I suggest doing something tangible um, to help you. I mean, I know you studied psychology. They probably talk um, about how this can be really healthy and help you process things. But uh, one thing I did was burn, after I'd written all that out, I burned the paper mm-hmm. of what the debt mm-hmm. was. Um, I've heard of somebody burying their list um, just as Christ, you know, died for them. Somebody else uh, sat across from an empty chair and they told the person, they imagined the person was there and told them all the offenses that, uh, that they had done to them and then told them they were forgiven. And then sometimes um, it's, it might be good to nail it to a cross to remember why you're forgiving them. So uh, hey. tough stuff. Yeah, um, I love... I love how you point out um, how Andy Stanley says that even daily offenses need to be handled. Like you need to give over the things that happen every every day, you know, between you and coworkers and you and friends and you and your spouse and you and your children. Heavenly Father, he just he just suggests this prayer. Heavenly Father, blank has taken blank from me. I've held on to this debt long enough. I choose to cancel this debt. Blank doesn't owe me anymore. Just as you forgave me, I forgive blank. That's powerful. Mm. It is so powerful. In fact, I think when we um, post this podcast, we'll put that prayer into the uh, blog because it's so helpful and if this is uh, an area you really struggle with, I mean, I do recommend getting this book, mm-hmm. Enemies of the Heart by Andy Stanley. Um, it's, it's, it's really can help you challenge yourself with the ang- get, letting go of anger mm-hmm. in your life. So, so far, three of the four phases, identify who you're angry with, determine what they owe you, cancel the debt, and then the last one he says is... Dismiss the case. And this is uh, good. This was good for me. Um, This kind of centers on this daily decision to not reopen the case. When those feelings come up and you have that reminder of what happened and you start feeling angry again, you stop and you just say, okay, my feelings aren't aligning, but I have dismissed this case. Mm. So-and-so doesn't owe me any more. And you may have to say that over and over to yourself. I do still, but uh, it's, he's, he says you'll eventually believe that and it'll quit reopening in your mind mm-hmm. or trying to reopen. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was good stuff to know. Um, even in this, I know... Um it's easy to be really angry about um, injustices on a broader scale or illness that struck a loved one. Um, it's okay to go through this process even if you feel as though God owes you. Um, it's He knows and you can be honest with Him about that and you can go through this process with Him 
um, about him and end in the place where you say, yeah, okay, God, I, you don't owe me. And, um, and that would be our, that would be our prayer for you. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Why don't you say those four one more time, those four steps. Mm -hmm. And then would you mind just praying um, over any women listening who are struggling with anger? Mm -hmm. So one, identify who you're angry with. Two, determine what they owe you. Three, cancel the debt. And four, dismiss the case. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have a life for us that's so full of life um, but Satan comes to steal and destroy and he wants to steal and destroy our joy um, our contentment our ability to love others um, our ability to have a full life but God you you died for that reason and we pray that you can help us hold on to the freedom that you've given us the freedom that you died for um, that as we're we, we wouldn't let go of that freedom and stop being free um, because of anger um, that you would help us help us Lord identify what what we're angry about who we're angry with um, and show us a new way of living life that is free from anger God that um, we would be people who speak and um, live lives of forgiveness that that is what really is going to show the world your love and we know that we know that it's only through your power that we can do this and so we pray for your power um over all of us everywhere um over all of us women um leaders and ministry and and uh, in all different fields god we love you and um pray for wholeness amen Amen. Thanks for that. And uh, if you want specific prayer, feel free to email me out there. It'll be confidential and I will pray for you. And uh, if you want me to share it with Lauren, she will pray for you as well. Absolutely. But um, Satan, Satan wants to to mess us up so we can't serve him or we feel unworthy to serve him. Um, so let's keep growing in Christ. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to Momentum. Um, next time in our four-part series, we'll be talking about... Greed. Greed. Yeah, and it seems like we don't have any problems with it, but, oh, it's very surprising. Greed. Hmm. Are we going to release that one before Christmas? Maybe we could wait. Maybe we could wait till after Christmas. You Maybe know? we should. Yeah. You know, just wait a little bit longer. Okay. Well, uh, for more information and encouragement, check out momentum.net or deniseharlow.com. Um, or you can follow Denise on Instagram or Facebook. We are praying for you um, to be free from anger. Bye.